0: You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. Statements that day were BS.
1: Saying, I mean, you know,
0: you were on the phone with him. While you were on the phone with him, I was getting the shit kicked out of me. Almost losing my life. The, The way that he, you know, saying this is what happens when you steal an election. Go home, I love you. What the f- is that?
1: You know that, that came from the President of the United States. McCarthy defended Trump at various points in the meeting. He
0: wasn't watching TV, he wasn't
1: listening. He knew what was going on. He knew what was going on. He knew they we were fighting for hours and hours and hours. You know, I just, you uh. know. <laughs>
0: welcome to the young jerks it's mike crawford uh we just opened up playing a clip uh from cnn today with uh for mike fanon the officer that was assaulted on january 6th there's a big hearing coming up this week uh it's going to be very interesting uh Definitely wanted to open with that little clip because I think uh, we may want to talk about that tonight. We have a special guest on the show tonight, and uh, I'm really excited to have her on the show, have her back on the show. Previously, when she was on, she was running for office. Since then, uh, she's done quite a few things. Uh, I'm going to talk to her about some of those things, but a lot of people know her from Gamergate. They also know her quite a bit from... Her Twitter post, she's very popular on Twitter. I follow her on Twitter. I love her stuff. Uh, So we're going to bring her up and let her introduce herself. I even think they've done Law & Order episodes. I've seen Law & Order episodes. I'm watching it. And I'm like, this show is about Brianna Wu, I think. And I'm pretty sure. Let's find out. Brianna Wu, did they make a Law & Order? order episode they did make
1: a law and order episode about uh about me and it was very surreal to see my my death threats replayed word by word uh by the law and order cast very surreal very surreal welcome to the show welcome it's so back. good to be back you know I, I gotta say when uh i i think i weigh 100 pounds less than i do the last time i talked to you which was when i was running for congress which is just you know uh wake up in the morning go 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 eat fast food live terribly never exercise so uh very different space i'm in now oh my goodness
0: I think I am too. Like, I'm not, you know, I have to think back, but like, I don't have to commute anymore. I just walk dogs every day. So, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good most of the time. Maybe not today. I'm I'm kind of losing it. I've had so many non-days off. lately. (laughs) I need a day off. It's going to be coming up soon.
1: I tell you what, you just throw the keys to your dog walking business, to Frank and I. We love dogs. We'll go walk those little suckers uh, for you. You just got down to Florida. You you, you 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 get back to speed. We'll take care of things for
0: you. Oh, boy. I might we <laughs> might take you up on that. We'll see. <laughs> so uh, we, we're the Young Jerks. And again, we're with Brianna Wu. Uh, you can find her on Twitter. I want to make sure people you know check her out on Twitter as well. If you if you haven't Brianna Wu, we may be posting some of our tweets up tonight oh but boy. we open yeah i mean you, you you're all about it we're definitely going to be talking about elon musk we're already Oof. getting uh some comments even before the show started we had comments about elon musk oh this is going to be posting some of those up in a minute but i wanted to start about january 6th because this just uh this new video from well, audio really from mike fanon who's the officer that was assaulted he went up to speak to these republicans And he recorded his conversations uh, with them, just got released. There's going to be a big January 6th hearing on Thursday, I believe it is again. Uh, This has been ongoing for a while. What what do you think about all this and where, where is it going to go?
1: well the thing that really strikes me when I hear uh, Michael Fanon talk is you know he doesn't come across at all as a partisan uh, you know he is very clearly just an officer that was trying to do his job and feels intense uh, bitterness at the way uh, the Republicans tried to spend the events of uh, January 6th uh, I think he's he's very resentful as he should be I mean he had these uh, insurrectionists try to kill him and I have to say that that clip you just played um, just shocking stuff Uh, you know, just the, the nihilism of McCarthy and the Republican party overall. I think it's, it's like just when you think there can't be a bottom, it gets even worse.
0: Spineless. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. McCarthy knows, but he, I mean, even, even to what he's privately talking to this officer, he's still full of shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know how they can do that. Like, knowing who michael fanon is and what happened to him i i don't know how you look at victims or even their families that you know the mother of uh brian Shish- Shish- i'm saying his name right the officer that was killed was also standing right there she you also heard her audio i, I don't yeah. know how you lied to both of them It just uh
1: I mean, I think it's a character fault. I don't know if you read uh, John Banner's book, but, uh, you know, he, he did not have many kind things to say about the Republican Party overall. And, yeah, you know, their stories have come out about McCarthy just... You know, just he seems to, even by Washington politician' standards, to be a fundamentally dishonest person that is interested in power. And yeah, I was thinking, I'd love your take on this. I was um, thinking about this today about how I couldn't remember the last time I saw the Republicans running for office on an actual policy or trying to accomplish something. You know, when I was a kid, you had the, you know, free trade, low taxes, uh, you know, uh, low regulation, Republican stuff. And today it's just culture war stuff. It's just trying to own the libs and, uh, you know, you've got transgender stuff and, you know, uh, go, uh, let's go Brandon and just all this inane stuff that has nothing to do with governing. I mean, it's, it's truly shocking.
0: I, w- I My take on that is you're like 100% right, but there are exceptions. Mm-hmm. And I would say the exceptions are coming from local races. Like yeah. we, we haven't, uh, you know, basically that's the reason why this show, we used to have Greens, Libertarians, uh, Democrats, Republicans. Uh, we have Workers' Party still. I mean, we have, we don't care about party. We're not sure. a partisan show. A lot of people think we're Democrats. We're totally left-wing liberals. We started putting leftists in our description because that's what people call us. So, you know, we might as well go with it, you know. But for us, we're about policy. We're really about policy based. Um, And we didn't have any Republicans on for quite a few years during COVID. And the main reason is because of what you said, the culture wars. And the last Republican that we had on was John Hugo, Mm. who was pretending to be a liberal. uh, Well, not a liberal, a uh, moderate Republican at the time and then after he didn't win his election he came out and said i was lying on the young jerks i'm not actually moderate i'm a fascist you know he didn't say fascist but he is i mean he's basically been a fascist since then um, so we were we were definitely you know gun shy after that because you know we we felt like we got burned this guy lied on our show yeah. to our audience you know he's a republican lying um, and so recently there's been two republicans we actually did have on the show and it was because of what you're talking about. They they had issues and policies they wanted to talk about that weren't culture warrior bullshit. It yep. was real stuff like uh, TJ, who's running up in Salisbury, Amesbury, Newburyport. And he actually beat the extremists who was running against him in the primary is a moderate Republican. And he talked about things he wanted to get done specifically in those cities and towns. And, and that's what I love to see and commend um, whether he wins or not. I just love when people bring up the issues because... That's really what it's all about. Even if you lose the campaign, you your issues might win. The things that TJ's talking about, win or lose, are probably going to happen because he talked about them.
1: Oh, 100%. Something I saw you know, rang for Congress here in Massachusetts is, look, I, I don't want your listeners, viewers, to get me wrong here. I am a progressive. I, I'm as you know, left as you can be, Uh, but at the same time, I got to see the power structure of the Democratic Party up close here in this state, and it really changed my perspective on who the good guys were in our state. And, you know, the, the truth is, you know, we will all go out and vote, and don't get me wrong, you look at some of the Republicans in our state, like Deal, and they're terrified. Right, I don't think Charlie Baker has done a very good job, but at the same time, the Democratic Party in this state is a machine that is mostly interested in itself. And it comes like if you're a a candidate trying to come up and challenge that system, they are going to destroy you. And there are a lot of forces that are get, going to get together to destroy you. I'll give you just a small example. My husband on a lark uh, saw there was an adopt a highway sign uh, on uh, uh, near our house on 95. And we had somebody actually go through. He wanted to say Brianna move for Congress on that sign and just wrote him a tiny check for it. And we had the entire political machine go to war over that sign and take it down, literally. it's the stupidest most crazy thing i've ever seen in my life and it's just petty stuff like that that has nothing to do with actual governance here it's it's so disappointing
0: awesome thank you for bringing all that up because i I think uh people miss that a lot about the democratic party in massachusetts it's it's uh it's funny because someone we've been exposing this story we're probably not going to talk much about the cannabis angle i know people may still want to call in or or even comment on it but we're definitely going to get back to it so i know you know people who are new listeners or new followers this is more of a politics show but uh you know recently we've started to uncover some stuff and a a potential whistleblower from another dispensary an employee who is a republican was like Commenting on the YouTube that we'll, we will never expose the Democrats in power because we're leftists. And It's like, <laughs> like, dude, we we protested at uh, Robert DeLeo. We we protested the King Democrat at the time in the state about cannabis. So you know, we don't care about. What party you're in?
1: How many times did you have me on against Lynch? I mean, it was like five or six times, if I recall. I mean, you were not beholden to. No, we're the know. underdog. Yeah, 100%. You're not yeah. up there we're, on Beacon we're, Hill. we go yeah. with the underdog
0: campaign. That's what people have to realize. 100%. Usually, we're. We like the challengers usually.
1: Yeah. I got to tell you a conversation. I, I won't talk out of school about this, but I was, uh, you know, Tito Jackson. I remember we were sitting down one time and talking about your show and just both really appreciating what you bring to local I'm public. I'm glad you, I was just so. going to bring up Tito.
0: Cause yeah. that's a perfect segue. Cause like during the Tito campaign, Tito was running against mayor Walsh. Right. Yep. And I got mad at one point. Cause Tito hadn't come on. I was like, I'm trying to get Tito Jackson on. They're not getting back to me. And, and he's pro-cannabis. I'm pro-cannabis. And then, like, I'm about to book Mayor Walsh. Oh. And and I had a choice to choose between, honestly, like, I don't know if I would. Definitely got Mayor Walsh. But there was a good possibility I would get Mayor Walsh. But if I had Tito on, it wasn't going to happen. Yep. And I, you know, when Tito finally got back to me, when his people realized what was going on, what I was saying online, they got back to me like that day they called me and we booked it. Like I was like, I want Tito like, you know what I mean? It's like people we make choices on this show between power brokers all the time. And usually we we go with who's better on the policies. We don't go with uh, who has the biggest name or who has the power.
1: Sure. I mean, it's a, it's a, this is one of the reasons to be really honest with you that I haven't run for office uh, again, you know, and it's, it's with my current job, you know, I run a, uh, I run a progressive pack on the national level. We give out tons of uh, tons of money. I mean, we invested a quarter million dollars in Nina Turner's race, right? Uh, you know, and we're getting to do big, important things. So, yeah, the irony is today that that financial hurdle of running for office would be so much easier than it was back when I was, uh, you know, running for office here in Massachusetts. But the conclusion I've come to is that you know I live in Dedham, so I live in Massachusetts eight, and you know the the chances of me. Not just running against uh, Stephen Lynch, but running against the entire uh, power structure there. I just, I I've come to the conclusion someone like me cannot beat it. So, you know, when he finally retires, we'll take a really good, hard look at that. But until then it's just people need to understand you're not running against left versus right. You're running against a power structure in this state that is benefiting people that are not you. I mean look at the T look at the infrastructure in downtown Boston look at housing costs look at your rent yeah you know, there are all these systems here they're just flat out failing and you know it's uh there's no one to point out besides democrats i'm sorry
0: the ones who have been in office the longest usually yeah uh, we have a telephone number if anyone wants to call in. You have any comments or questions, 978-560-3155. We're speaking to Brianna Wu. She's run for U.S. Congress. She's uh, well a well-known tech figure. She's, she posts a lot about tech and politics on her Twitter, which I find really interesting. I love to follow you on all of it because I get a lot of information and just perspective from you that you don't get anywhere else. And I know you have a huge following because I think people really do like what you what you post about, um, and the and the info and the knowledge that you bring. Tonight we 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 highlighted we're promoting the show that we want to talk about Elon Musk, which I don't know where we'll go with this because you you are like one of the biggest Elon Musk critics out there. Yep, consistently hammering this guy, calling him out, and it's so good, like something so delicious when you post it to <laughs> me, like it it like shows how much of a kind of a fraud he is. He's really kind of fraudulent. He's kind of seedy. He's kind of a bullshit artist, huckster. Um, you know I, what Number one question has he, ever, like, responded? Oh, yeah, has he ever responded to you
1: on nope, there, never. He just pretends like I don't exist. But you know what it's like? It's exactly like you in cannabis here in Massachusetts, right? You've got an entire media ecosystem that has bought a storyline. And then you're out here And you're doing the work on the ground and you know, this stuff, you understand this stuff at a level that the media doesn't. So you're bringing the stories. It's exactly like that with Musk. You know, it's not hard to talk to the people that understand what's going on with his crazy AI claims or his self-driving car claims, you know,
0: self-driving that he's promised every year. That's going to be totally started. Let's talk about that. I, I don't think people get what, what you're talking about.
1: So let me give you just the brief history of Elon Musk and full self-driving, which he has been promising since 2014. So people don't know this. At a certain point, he partnered up with one of the best known, uh, basically computer system companies in the entire world for assisting them on, on Tesla uh, full self-driving. And uh, to just tell a story very, very quickly, uh, eventually Actually, they broke that partnership because you know Musk wanted to go so fast and you know not think about regulation and you know, he wanted to basically take risks. And it was past the point that this major partner was comfortable with. So, you know, when you were looking at the uh, alternatives to full self-driving by some of the competitors, like uh, say say Supercruise, which is an excellent system. I think it's the best on the market. Understand that they are making different choices in favor of public safety, that Tesla is not. You know, Tesla puts this full self-drive product out there and just go on YouTube, Google this, do full Tesla, FSD, uh, crash or, or crazy or something like that. You're going to see videos of Tesla's doing terrifying things, uh, which is frankly why they're uh, under investigation right now from the National Highway and Traffic Safety Institute. Uh, so, uh, you know, this is a system that uh, deserved a lot more scrutiny than it's gotten. And I think the media is starting to wake up on it.
0: We got a comment, uh, Elon is a fraud lying about fake rockets yep. flying into fake space. That's all I need to know. Is that true? What is that one about? Is that a different one with SpaceX?
1: I'm not that familiar with that claim with SpaceX. Uh, yeah. I want to be clear. Uh, I've mostly followed Tesla uh, and you know, the, the robotics. So um, I, I want to be clear. I'm not that familiar with that with SpaceX. But uh, this day and age, if you're still in chat, tell us more about that. I'd love to know more.
0: And the full self-driving, I've noticed, like what you talked about, those other companies, they have extra sensors like LiDAR that are more expensive. And so Tesla's really kind of try to cheapen the cost of full self-driving, but it comes at the great expense and the risk the risk level is off the charts because of that
1: that's exactly right Elon. there are stories that have come out with elon insisting in meetings that uh hey you only need two eyes to drive let's just have two cameras in the tesla and meanwhile the competitors are out there doing millimeter wave radar and you know lidar and all these these detection things like uh, the parking sensors tesla relies merely on optics, and it's a great way to save a few bucks on, on your car, but it's not a really reliable way to uh, have redundancies about what's all, all around you. Uh, you know, to give you an example of this, I'm a motorcyclist, and it's true that being on a motorcycle is mostly a uh, visual skill. But, you know, you sense things with your hearing, you know, you feel the vibration of the road, you feel the wind going past you, there are all these other sensations that come into play to keep you safe. And it's exactly like that with autopilot, you know, they made a decision to uh, basically put cheap sensors in the car, and it's going to have a cost in lives in public safety.
0: We're talking about uh, Tesla, we're talking about Elon Musk, we're talking to Brianna Wu. Was an expert on a lot of these things, especially the technology. Uh, I wanted to ask about the big story about Elon Musk. He's buying Twitter. How bad will it be? What do you think?
1: Well, I think uh, I'm not really sure he's going to buy Twitter. Um, I know that he came out uh, very aggressively last week and said, Hey, hey. Y'all call off the lawsuit, I'm ready to do business, let's settle. Um, But if you look at what he actually said and what the lawyers actually said in the fine print, all of that is uh, dependent on him finding financing, meaning external financing for what he wants to do uh, with Twitter. And the reality is his stock price with Tesla has plummeted so much this year that there's a very real possibility that if he were forced to buy all of that himself, that he could lose a majority share of, uh, of Tesla. So, um, personally, I am of the opinion he's just trying to buy time for himself, uh, for either tesla stock to go back up or for him to find external financing uh, this is a continuous story with elon musk uh, you can go read edward niedermeyer's a fantastic book ludicrous on this there are multiple times that elon gets out there in front of the crowd and goes hey y'all we just got this huge awesome investment everything's great and the stock price climbs to the moon and everybody thinks it's great only problem is it's not true. And behind the scenes he's scrambling to find other people to invest in his company. He did it with the Roadster, he did it with the Model 3. I think that's exactly what he's doing in this case.
0: He's a stock pumper. Yep. Pump and dump, some Pump people would dump call it. it. Yep. Uh Even, you know, going like beyond uh the well the, on the Twitter deal. Just go back to the Twitter deal cuz like you said, he it's so funny. A few weeks ago, he was like, I'm going to find out so much information on Twitter about their bots. He was, like, taunting them and making it seem like this lawsuit was the best thing ever because he was going to ruin Twitter. And then next thing you know, he, he couldn't wait to, like, stop the lawsuit. And it seems like he's very afraid of more of his emails coming out, more information about him coming out, not about what – Twitter doesn't seem afraid at all. Twitter seems like they know they won. They're going to fight this to the end they're, they're not even interested in the deal he's talking about right now because they know they won and yeah. and basically he he went from you know pretending that he was going to win and that he was going to get so much damage on twitter and now twitter's just like sitting there like with the with the you know what do you call that you get the royal flush hand and you know it you know you're just sitting there with the cards in your hand you know you got the winning hand and this clown now wants to make a deal it's so and I don't get how people don't see through that, like to see the change in him over the weeks. Like, why do you think that people don't, pick up on this like that he's so full of shit
1: i think that's a really good question and i want to tie it into one of the comments we just got in chat uh this is from uh somebody that doesn't have a, a, a name uh, that they posted but uh this is what they said the mars colony vision is a snake oil tactic to get more investments from the gullible if you were to buy a colony there would uh, be a foolish way to live for residents." this is how this ties into the question you just asked musk goes out there and he's pulling the robert heinlein like vision of the future that he puts in front of people think about what he promises ai self-driving cars rockets living on Mars, you know, he, this is what he's selling this, this vision of the future that is like, it's from a 50 sci-fi novel, you know, chips in your brain to help you, uh, surf the internet. You know, the only problem is none of it works. Uh, I had a very, very viral tweet uh, last week where I'm watching the Tesla AI Day and they bring out the official Tesla bot. And you've got four people trying to hold this robot down, this like jerking to the side. They, they were like, like moving it. It looked like know? a movie.
0: It looked like, a you know, the movie premiere where they bring out like yes. R2-D2 and R2-D2 is not working. So they're pushing them along. It was like a joke.
1: It was embarrassing. You know, this is what Elon does. He he sells and hypes the Tesla stock priced based on these visions of the future and then nothing works out in actually getting us there um so you know the the truth is tesla is currently valued more than every other car company on earth even though they sell a fraction of a fraction of that number of cars you know, really ask your your listeners out there um think through this do you really think tesla When there's more competition coming in the EV space than ever before. Do you really think they are worth more than Honda, Toyota, BMW, Porsche, Ferrari, Lamborghini, (laughs) like every car company on earth combined? Like, are you really that sure that in the future they're going to have that much more of a market share or or like an interest in the, the technology there? it just doesn't make any sense for the stock price to be where it is which is why he's backed into this corner he has to keep promising crazier and crazier things which is why we're getting this stupid ai tesla so you know eventually i think the media is waking up i think they see the emperor has no clothes and i think eventually the stock price is going to tumble back down to earth
0: oh i'm starting to see a comments attacking you online it's do you how do you deal with that because you from gamergate oh I mean, boy you death threats you had police involved hired FBI. her
1: husband to do a legal review saying it was cheaper than hiring outside attorney so let's go through this uh when you uh run a pack you have to account for uh for uh uh people that come in volunteer if it gets above a uh i believe it's a $250 limit. There's some limit to that. And Frank did a whole bunch of work uh, for my pack, uh, helping me out with a few things. And we put it in for legal review in the FEC filings. This is what happens when a bunch of uh, dudes on Reddit get together and go through everything in your life to try and make you look bad. It's just, it's the cost it's of... Um, oh, it, I believe it, I know all about yeah. it. They,
0: yeah. They make up shit. Like that's why I have to now tell people, about who I am because they make shit up. And it's like so obvious. Like I, I used to not have to talk about who I am and yeah. my stuff. But now I have to because they, they just make up shit. <laughs> it's crazy. Um yeah. and, and you know it's it's and we're, we're talking about this guy here with the scam allegations. You know, we having you know worked on campaigns and, and just being familiar with all the campaigns that we have on the show, I know like a lot of times when you're trying to do this kind of paperwork and stuff, you it's it's hard and number one you want someone who will do it and that you trust yeah if they fill fit the bill, like what does it make a difference on that? It's just kind of silly.
1: It's a hundred percent. You know, the, the truth is my husband makes pretty good money being a, uh, a patent attorney, uh, while doing a patent law and, uh, you know, he didn't really need the $300. We did it to, we paid him to hold ourselves to the highest possible ethical standards in how we do business at my pack. And it's ironic that that is what they drag out to attack you with. So just can't i can't stress it
0: so how do you deal with all that that the the bullshit I, I mean, i've been think...
1: dealing with this since gamergate i mean there's so much crazy stuff out there about me uh the, the craziest thing i've ever heard is uh i can't actually develop video games or program and frank did it all for us even though frank literally can't even update his iphone so uh, <laughs> you know it's
0: I'm laughing at that because I know Frank's not a tech guy. It's so it, funny.
1: He's a great guy; he just yeah. doesn't know much about technology.
0: right which is, you know, probably a good thing. I love, you know. <laughs> so to some of us we wish we knew less. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, our God. phone number nine seven eight five six zero three one five five. If any of the trolls want to call in, they always talk big online, but they never call in. They're all a bunch of cowards. I, Let's I do love. Let's do battle. It. Call in. Let's Let's, go, do, it. Let's, Let's do, do it. Let's do it. Cowards. You know, the funniest thing is they say that I try to intimidate people's free speech. There was this there was this protest that uh, happened and I, I ran over to the guy because I want to record, you know, I, I want to I'm trying to uh, a film a black female candidate for a treasurer who I supported and they shouted her down. They were circling her. So I want to know why I ran over to the guy and these other guys are claiming that I try to shut down the dude's free speech. And he's like, <laughs> no, you try to shut my down. You were intimidating me, number one. But it's like, uh, like, have the balls to call in. Let's see if we try to shut down your speech. Like we won't. Like, like we love to have these debates. But you're cowards and you won't have them. And that's a perfect example. That day, you you all were afraid to talk. You were afraid of us. And it wasn't because you tried to make it like I was trying to intimidate you. That was, that was clownish. You're you're afraid of a battle of ideas, you know, of actually having a conversation. And on that tape, on that video, a lot of these guys, they'll notice I never raised my voice. They did because they couldn't compete with the, the ideas. They couldn't compete with an actual real discussion. And that's all we do on the show. And that's why they're a bunch of cowards. They'll post their comments online, but they won't actually call in.
1: Keyboard Warriors. warriors where, uh, you know, it's, uh, I really, I, I sometimes worry. We've got a, a whole generation of very young men and you know, God bless them. But, uh, you are know, really angry online and then you meet some of them in real life and it's just not really the, uh, the macho persona. No,
0: they're they not. Throw up. <laughs> you know, they're babies. They're the biggest babies around. They cry. <laughs> like they make up stuff. I couldn't believe it. It was like, I was like, are you kidding me? is this really happening right here you're trying to say i'm bullying you like
1: <laughs> oh my goodness
0: and there was two of them there was one of me like i had a little doggy <laughs> in my i had a little dog too they were trying to say i was intimidating with the dog this dog never bit anyone he did growl at them because they were they they actually were trying to taunt the dog it was like you know and again if i'd known that this was going to happen i wouldn't have had that dog that day but the folks out there are just they're looking for it and they're the biggest wimps of all They, they yeah they they create the confrontation when someone responds oh my god oh my god it's <laughs> like
1: here i am i got my camera i want to know why you're being a jackass yeah what i'm gonna do this? i'm gonna get a voice changer i'm gonna call into the show and like uh just argue with you for no i'm gonna they, yeah I'm gonna I, wish. I wish i wish somebody would they yes. don't do
0: it they're a bunch of cowards <laughs> they'll sit there and snipe on on the. that's what they do they they post a comment on the YouTube. That's they always do that to us, and they do oh it to goodness. everybody. I mean, it's just this is the cowardice of uh, what's out there now. Can Call I, can I N- tell
1: you a super quick story about this? Actually, so this is from GamerGate. So my phone number leaks, and. <laughs> I swear to God, this is true. My phone number leaks, and for the entire summer when Gamergate is going on, I'm getting these, these phone calls like, Brianna Wu, you're gonna die. I'm gonna flay you alive and cut your, your skin off your body. It's just blah blah blah. And, and eventually I'm like, you know what, F this dude, I call the police, I, I like do a back trace on it. And I'm like, look, here's, here's 20 death threats. This dude sent me go, go find it. And, and like the things are like, you're never going to take away my video games. Feminists get the hell out of the video game industry. And the cops go knock on this guy's door and they find out it's this little 13 year old kid oh my God. <laughs> that had been calling me. And, and deepening his voice and the irony of the whole thing is his parents did sell his playstation and this feminist did take away all of his video games so you know every time someone says you me grounded a death him threat, i did you grounded him i did every time someone sends me a death threat i think about that the 13 you're like is this old. a 13 year yeah, old yeah exactly
0: maybe i need to start thinking about that Who, uh, these 13 year olds posting dumb comments no wonder why they don't call in. <laughs> <laughs> call in thir- no actually I don't want any 13 year olds calling it 18 plus 978-560-3155 but you know there there are some adults that are trolls too I see them out there <laughs> we're the Young Jerks we're speaking of Brianna Wu uh, she's well known on Twitter for her tech and pol- political news you have a PAC uh, political do- action committee tell us about that what is it what's going on with it
1: so this is I was thinking about this today. Um you know my boss is uh Jank Uger of the Young Turks and I'm oh. coming on the Young Turk jerks oh, today. Oh this
0: is strange. So this is this is the moment that
1: colliding they're coming cuz
0: cuz so many times now like I'm going to get myself in trouble maybe. When we started the Young Jerks we really weren't trying to rip on the Young Turks. My girlfriend gave us the name and uh mm-hmm. You know, because there's the, the you know, but even before that Young Turks show, there was the Young Turks from yep. Hollywood.
1: Yep.
0: And so, you know, we were just the Young Jerks. And it's so, like, a, a lot of times people have said, are you with the Young Turks? And I have to say, no, like, look us up. We're not the same. Like, it's so <laughs> funny. And so now we're colliding tonight. So you you actually work for Sank of the Young Turks, which for is- For Jank, yeah. Um, and and yeah. now it's starting to hurt us, too, because a lot of times when we search Young Jerks, it's always the Turks that come off. So it's not helping us. It's actually probably hurting us. Well, it's
1: one yeah. of the biggest, uh, you know, YouTube shows in history, especially yeah. in the progressive space. Uh, so it anyway, came to me after, uh, both of us lost our congressional races. and was like, you want to do some good. And, uh, threw me his mailing list where he raised, I believe $1.5 million. I raised a little less than that, but we uh, put our mailing list together and, uh, started putting it into causes, uh, that we believe in. Uh, so, uh, we do a lot with large data sets in uh, micro-targeting voters at a very, very, very fine level. Um, you know, the the truth is the the Democratic Party and especially progressive candidates, when it comes down to the bread and butter ways you get elected, which is canvassing, walking neighborhoods, targeting ads, uh, there are a lot of things you can do with big data that just progressives, did not get into the space to look at and Excel all day long. So uh, that's kind of the space we exist in, kind of using those large data sets.
0: Awesome. And maybe we can get get uh, your your friend Cenk on the show. What do you think? Yep.
1: I got to tell you. So Cenk has this. uh oh, is this it Cenk? Am I saying yeah, Cenk. They, why do they say Cenk? Some people because they Cenk, right? Because it's 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 spelled C-E-N-K. Um, well, people are wrong when they say it's they Cenk. They are. They are. It's Cenk. Cenk. So I want to tell you, I have, I've had a lot of bosses. He's almost a jerk. Then I'm
0: sorry. He comes
1: off as a jerk online. I will 100% say that. I hope I don't get fired. He'd probably agree with me. In person, he is legitimately the best boss, the nicest person, the most passionate warrior I've ever worked with. And yeah, you know, the irony is, you know, he has said sexist things in the past on his show and the man I work with is literally the best boss I've ever had at listening to ideas, at giving people credit, asking for input, making you feel valued as a person. It's, it really is the complete opposite of his public persona. Why? And I just
0: Do you think it's like that. Like, cause he has said some problematic things.
1: I think, well, first of all, I think if you go through, you know, he's been doing a show since the Bush administration. So I think if you go through uh, someone's entire history, uh, you can find some things that they've said that are wrong. Um, so I think part of it is just clip chimping him. Uh, part of it is, you know, I don't have the same opinions today as I had 20 years ago. I don't know about you. And uh, you know, I think it's just growth on some things. Uh, but I think the third thing is the funniest is Cenk just likes a big fight. <laughs> He really I was, does. I was, <laughs> was gonna just, ask you about that
0: because yeah. you know, one of the biggest things that a lot of people know him for, kind of like when they kind of jump the shark, is like those Alex Jones fights. Yep. And, like some people think that was staged like wrestling. Do you do you have any no, insight on no. that? No, that was not staged.
1: <laughs> That's drink for you. Like I you get him going. He is it's so the irony of working with jank is he is so unbelievably macho and manly that's why i kind of like him i know (laughs) because i I have that
0: side too and i'm here i am a left progressive guy you kind of try to tamp it down but there's part of me that
1: still likes that like getting in fights with people that's that's him but he takes all those qualities in like a positive way and he loves to use it to pick the right fights
0: yeah exactly and
1: and you gotta use it for
0: the right cause
1: and the thing is, if you know, jank behind the scenes, the thing is you're looking around when you're in meetings with him, you're like, holy crap. There are a lot of really strong mouthy women in this room today. Like he loves to surround himself yeah, with mouthy women best. in yeah. the best way. So yeah. I just, uh, I, you know, I, I, genuinely think the public's just got it wrong on him.
0: Well, I I'm glad you brought up the mouthy woman. Oh, it's true. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the mouthy woman. There we go. Like, I got one upstairs that <laughs> she just, she is the best. She kicks ass. And you know what? Like, I, I think every guy, honestly, if you're one of those guys that's having a miserable life in your basement, find a mouthy woman. Yeah. Like, some, some of them make you better and that will challenge you, like, in a good way. Like, uh, um, on my show, like, I've had a lot of issues, like, in terms of I had a speech impediment from day one. You know and she actually was the one she's a professional you know radio voice forever so she got hired by a network to create a show and she cast me on that first show and she destroyed me she ruined me every single week and i just listened and i picked it up and i listened and basically her thing was listen back to your tapes yeah yeah and and eventually and and eventually you don't need me to bash you you just bash yourself (laughs) that's what i do now now i don't even ask her to listen you know what i mean so yep i mean you gotta and that's just i feel like that in life men are better when they have a mouthy woman around,
1: so I want to ask you about this. It's off topic, but have you followed this Andrew Tate thing at all or the Fresh Up oh, Fit Podcast? I, mean, I saw
0: some of it. I mean, I, oh. tell us about it because hey, this guy's really gross.
1: So yeah, uh, long story short, he's a guy I want to
0: punch in the mouth, no, <laughs> and I, I'm not jerk. violent anymore. I, kind of when I jerk. like to fight, I like to like legal wrestling. I'm a wrestler.
1: 100. <laughs> percent No, it's uh, you know, basically, there's this guy that uh is uh, I mean, let's let's be honest. A pickups artist, uh, like a kind of far right figure that, um, you know, has this wildly popular podcast to the point that these really young boys are, are listening to it and like telling girls in their elementary school to go make them a sandwich or just shut up. A man is talking. I mean, just, uh, not a great, uh, example for, uh, for, uh, young men to emulate. And, you know, it's, it's part of this bigger rise, uh, of this, um, Basically, misogyny being repackaged for uh, you know, Gen uh, Z in a in a way that uh, I think is unfortunately very uh, appealing. Like Andrew uh, Tate. I don't like him, but there's no question he's got talent and you, know, you can't take your eyes off of him when he's speaking. So, you know, there are the platforms out there are really wrestling. Like, what do we do with this? You know, he's saying things are clearly against the TOS, uh, but it's also wildly popular content. I mean, how do you deal with that?
0: What are we going to do? Because this has become the big issue. But before we do that, there's a <coughs> little correction. Someone's giving me a correction. Young Turks isn't from Hollywood. It's from the revolution transforming out of the Ottoman Empire in the uh, zeros of the 19th. I don't even know what years it was, but I was a history major. I'm aware of that. I'm not aware of the dates, the actual dates, but I, I knew that. It was called the Young Turk Revolution. Yes, it was.
1: Cenk has um, actually gotten a lot of blowback from that name. Yes. Um, and I didn't want to bring that up know. because of
0: that, actually, because it was kind yeah. of like a, another, uh, <laughs> you know, I've, another, I've, what do you call that? uh a den of rattlesnakes or just, you know, another thing that.
1: Who I mean, it's to... been covered on his show before. Yeah. He genuinely didn't know when he named it and now it's too late. So yeah. there it is. It's
0: like me, young jerks. Like uh <laughs> I, I I couldn't come up with a name. My girlfriend gave me the name. I liked it when she said it. We just ran with it. And it's been a lot of times I've wanted to just, like change name or do something else. But like we can't get away from it. People know it, know us by it. Like, you know, so it's tough.
1: I don't know. I think Mike Crawford, I think more people know you, the person. Like that's Maybe. just my point of view.
0: That's that could be a good point. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I I don't know. Right now we're the young jerks. Unless <laughs> unless people pay us to change our name, I'll I'll say that
1: <laughs> There we go. Have you? I've wanted to ask you, are you are you do you ever think about doing this uh this Twitch thing? Twitch? Yeah.
0: We're on Twitch now. Oh, no are one's, you? no good one's following you. us.
1: I, I need to. I'll look for you over there. I, yeah, I, share I, us I spend on Twitch. So much time on. Twitch.
0: We, I, I, we don't days. promote it much. We just yeah. started over on Twitch, but uh, yeah. like we can't figure it out. We're like no one's following us. Every time we post, post a live, you know, broadcast, there's like nobody listening on there for us. So
1: I tell you what, dude. Uh, I will. Uh, I am one of the fastest speedrunners in the entire world with Princess Peach and Super Mario Two. So we'll get me on your screen and we'll point the camera at my my video game setup. And we'll just talk politics while I'm doing a little speed ring with Princess Peach.
0: Oh, I love that. (laughs) Get on some Twitch action. I, I, you know, I like video games, but I don't play them anymore. I just go home in the house. I used to like, yeah, I I did all that stuff in college and even after. But you know, it's 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 tough because it's for me. I don't want to waste time, and I know I will. (laughs)
1: but you're not wasting time and you're know, experiencing it's, some of the best stories ever made oh, don't okay. get started.
0: yeah yeah some of us have uh issues with time management maybe <laughs> video games don't help
1: there we go there we go <laughs>
0: um what else do we want to talk about there's a lot of other things we could be talking about well you know you mentioned pickup artists yep because it's so strange that so many of these YouTube sensations and like on the on the right are like former pickup artists. You know about Mark Dice? He used to be a pickup artist. I
1: don't. Guy. I don't. Tell me about this.
0: You know who Mark Dice is, right?
1: No, I don't. No.
0: Oh my god. Oh, Mark Dice is like an Alice Jones guy. You know He's one of those. He's got a big YouTube following. He he calls out the Bohemian Grove and, you know all that crap he's just he's just one of those the hollywood illuminati you know he's one of those it's just funny that he he's a former pickup artist too like i just it's just funny to me that the people that the right trust on youtube and these platforms are people who teach you how to con women yeah like maybe they're conning you right winger
1: you know I what I think it is and uh I don't know how old you are Mike but you know I'm 45 so I am uh, the literally the last year of Gen X that we had and you know you look at some of the statistics with uh, Gen Z and millennials and how much sex they're having and uh it's it's some dark shit I mean
0: you know they're having sex they're, they're not having, having sex at and
1: all. you know I am Why
0: do you think that is?
1: I I have a theory And there's a lot of data to back this up, that once Tinder came along, you have a marketplace where, you know, women can go and pick up their phone and swipe, 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 swipe. And when you're breaking a man down, you know, women really do hold them. I mean, we choose, right? We choose who we want to date. And when you're reducing a man down to, you know, this, this profile pick, I think that I think this created a world where you have like these guys that are really, really attractive and, you know, make a lot of money. And I think a whole bunch of women are chasing those guys. And I think it's led to this world where everyone else is kind of looking around and going, you know, who do I date? Who do I connect with? And I think in the meantime, you have a generation of people that haven't really learned those in-person skills. Look at the the rates of uh, social anxiety disorder and all these other things have just skyrocketed. Um, yeah, you, know, you add on to that COVID, where these kids literally lost a year of their lives to like face-to-face socialization. I think when you add all of that together, it's created um, a, a real imbalance. And I I don't think it's it's rocket science. I think you have a lot of really lonely young men out there and i think a lot of those lonely young men are the ones that are attacking you know you and i so so gleefully um on social media and other platforms just because it it for a moment makes them feel less lonely and angry that's my theory what what do you think
0: i think you got a good point i mean it makes sense i've been thinking about this with facebook and instagram too um i mean even for me i'm an older guy yeah i mean you can't sometimes you can't help that hey like you you see a picture of your friends together and you're not there yeah like there's all this weird shit that happens with facebook and instagram where even someone who feels pretty secure in themselves yeah it can kind of sometimes get that envious feeling like even family stuff you're like oh i didn't go to that i should have been there like you yeah. know what i mean like it, it may be your fault maybe because you chose to work that day but whatever it is it's kind of like you're looking at other people's lives and you're kind of comparing them to yourselves in weird ways and there's all kinds of weird mind fucks that happen too like we had something happen here today at my house where we're like trying to judge someone's responses on Facebook to figure out what it means you know what i mean it's like because yep. we don't know like we're all kind of and most of us assume the worst right
1: yeah no, I, th- I think that's dead on. You know, and the the truth is, we know a lot about what Instagram does, particularly to young girls. Uh, it's not my quote, but uh, there's a guy that famously said he would rather uh, hand his daughter a bottle of Jack Daniels than an Instagram account. And I think the numbers really bear that out. You know, uh, you know, you you put young girls on Instagram, they're comparing themselves and their bodies up against these ideals that don't exist. That's not new. We had that in the '90s when you know, but it was it was, you know, the magazines, right? It was E. It is just so much more in your face now. I just think our brains are not wired to be able to accept all of this. So, um, you know, it's just a fact. This generation is lonelier and has less sex and has fewer, like, close friends in real life than, than mine did and i i I really worry what that's that's doing just in terms of their humanity
0: it's so strange to think that we need to encourage young people to have more sex i mean that's like kind of where we're at but it seems real like that's a reality like that's a a measuring stick i i i think you're right i mean it makes total sense what you're saying
1: i think it's it's really not about the sex as much as it's about the the human connection right like uh i mean i'll cop to my my 20s were about going out to the club and uh having a real good time you know and i just uh i think that you know, nowadays you've got that that dopamine hit in your your pocket all day no judgment they didn't ask to be born with this technology but yeah there's a pattern throughout human history it's like first we discover technology then we discover the effects of it um you know for for vietnam for instance this was the first war where we had really uh Pack these extremely powerful weapons down to, um, you know, the the modern rifles to a point where you could just carry it around the jungle very easily, and they went and found that it had uh, literally it, it made the people feel like God and made them overconfident in combat, which is what led to many of the casualties we had. It, we discover technology, then we learn what the outcome is with it, and I think we're doing that with social media.
0: We're oh, way behind. I mean. Seems like no one. People are starting to talk about the effects, but yep, like starting to talk. Like, (laughs) there's no real movement to do anything about it. Like, and what can you do about it? Like, what? How do we fix this? Like, how can can it be fixed? Is there any kind of solution? Like, how do you change when technology just rules? I mean,
1: so you said you were a history major. I was trying to think about this the other day. Is there any example? You can think of in human history where we've invented a technology and then have decided it's too dangerous and have stopped using it because I can't think of one ever.
0: No, no, I mean, nuclear, I mean, nuclear, we still use it. I mean, that's really what we think of as like the most dangerous, right? Yeah,
1: but we regulated it, right? We still have it,
0: we Um, do regulate it, but I mean. There's other weapons too that are very, very dangerous. Like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It's. We don't, think, we don't put the genie back in the bottle.
1: We never I do. I think so. I think uh, you know, uh, this is one of the reasons I ran for Congress. I was looking at the leadership on the Science, Space, and Technology subcommittee in the House and going, "Yeah, these guys are boomers and they don't understand any of these, these issues on a policy level. We need credible people helping set this technology. Um, I think until we have smarter policy in Congress, I, I frankly don't think these things are going to improve.
0: With the Young Jerks, we're speaking to Brianna Wu about politics, technology, a lot of you know where the two meet. Um wanted to ask you just more about the election coming up because this this is gonna be a big election. You're working with uh Jenk from yep. the Young Turks, not related <laughs> to the show, except for tonight, kinda, because our guest works with Jenk. Jink. So many times I've had to tell people we are not related to the Young Turks. <laughs> now it's really getting confusing because we have someone on that actually does work with the Young Turks. So this is interesting. So what do you what do you think is going to happen? I mean, you're you're working on these campaigns, you're funding campaigns.
1: What's going to happen in Congress? So this is my belief. Um, I personally think that women, and specifically young women are so much more pissed off than I think the polling is representing. I think if you look at 2016 and uh, Donald Trump's win, uh, you know, the models, really underestimated the male fury people were feeling out there at the system and at the status quo that hillary clinton represented in that election and as a result we were all kind of just blindsided by the results of that um i think in that same way polling which uh you know it's a dirty little secret but polling has become much much less accurate in the last 10, 15 years than it used to be. Um, It's a dirty little secret, but polling is not so good. So I am of the belief uh, that when we're going through and doing these polls on all these races, I think we are really undercounting the determination that women, especially young women, have to go vote based on this abortion uh, uh, horror that has happened with Roe uh, being overturned. So I think that the Democrats are, um, I actually think we're going to win. Maybe that's optimistic. We can talk again after election day, but uh, I think people are really angry. I hope so. Yep. No.
0: You know, uh, how, how are you feeling about it? I, I think you're right on the woman angle. And I hope that young people, a lot of young people I talked to you know a few young folks younger folks than me or right? let's put it that way on a regular basis about politics and i think that uh they weren't feeling it they weren't feeling it at all but i think that the student loan the 10 yep. grand i i still don't think they're satisfied but i think it would kind of like an eye-opener like like one party wants to do something the other party's <laughs> totally against it you know i mean that, that's pretty clear to me i think it's starting to declare to young people on that, that uh, if they vote, maybe they'll get some more, you know? Like, and I also think the cannabis thing too, also, you know, kind of waking the young people up. But I think the number one issue is uh, abortion. Uh, you yeah. Know, pro-choice. I think women are going to come out. I, I also think that there are people like me uh, that are out there. Like, I, I care about all those other issues we just mentioned. Uh, but a big one for me is like democracy itself. Yeah. Like, I feel like this guy, Trump, and not just Trump, but a lot of the other folks, some of the folks we're talking about, you know, like Mark Dice and the Alex Joneses. They've been planning to have their dictatorship for decades like yep. they want it. They 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 don't want us to vote. They don't want a democracy because they know they don't have the votes. So, you know, the Republicans, I feel like are uh, playing for keeps and knowing that they can't win too many more elections because the numbers are, are against them. So I'm worried about democracy, too. I I feel like that's something that uh, is kind of bubbling underneath, too.
1: I I couldn't agree more. I think that's what the January 6th insurrection shows. Um, I think the Republican Party, unfortunately, has become a completely nihilistic party and it's not married to any particular political agenda or idea. I think if Republicans have to choose between uh, democracy and winning an election, they're going to pick winning an election. And, uh, you know, I, I have been seeing this trend in the Republican Party since the Bush two era you know, that that first election with George Bush, uh, with uh, the Florida debacle and just seeing this party become further and further mired away from the truth. And, you know, something I don't think we talk about enough is how utterly ineffectual the Democrats have been in in solving this. I mean, Mike, let's get real here. If the Democrats win the midterms this year, it is going to be because of the fact that they bungled the abortion issue for literally my entire lifetime, not codifying Roe versus Wade and underestimated the, uh, the Supreme Court uh, and, and what they were going to do when they didn't do anything to stop it. So, yeah, the Republicans are bad, yes, but let's also be honest and say the Democrats have are, are just completely unmoored from uh, the reality of what we're facing and you know all respect out there to uh older people in your audience but yeah, you know, the number of the three top democrats that we have today two of them are 82 and one of them is 83. joe biden is literally the oldest president in her history now i want to be clear you can be older and have more perspective and be wiser i know for a fact i'm smarter today than i was at 25. but at the same time there is there are issues that you just miss and you don't understand and i really think a lot of the democratic party is stuck in this 80s mindset about how politics works and we are not putting up an effective uh uh opposition to literal fascism
0: and uh, i think other issues too yeah you know like so many issues the democrats miss i'll put cannabis right at the top yeah you won't find an issue and this, this isn't a, like a new phenomenon. We voted on Decrim in 2008. It got 65% of the vote. Most Democrats, even in Massachusetts, probably not getting 65%. If they do, they're doing pretty well. Usually it's like 62, 63. That beat most of the elected officials and it's just getting more popular. It's like over 70% now. Like it's like 70, 80, depending on how you ask the question. There's no politician that is as popular as cannabis is. <laughs> and, and and still, like, we're just we've been waiting for anything. Like, we finally got a little little, you know, taste of it this week from Joe Biden. But it's just like this is an easy win for them. I don't know why they can't do things like this. that are easy and just keep pushing them
1: because they're more afraid of. The Democrats have convinced themselves, especially on a national level, that this fictional, like, moderate conservative is who their key to power is. And that's just not true. The key to power is about the people on the sidelines. They've told themselves that their vote doesn't matter and there's no point to showing up. You know, like you said, cannabis is wildly popular. This is why I was so pleased to see Joe Biden's executive order, because you're telling everyone, there's a brother, sister, you know, parent or friend That has, you know, had a federal uh, marijuana charge. You're making it very personal for them and their family. So, you know, modern elections are not about uh, uh, persuasion. They're about passion. We need to get as much passion out there by hitting these popular issues with people.
0: And like uh, abortion, uh, cannabis. Those are issues that will draw single issue voters. Like, you know, people say, don't be a single issue voter. You know what? there are a lot of single issue voters like yeah. I am not I'm gonna vote no matter what I always vote but there are a lot of my friends and and especially in the cannabis community I know they're not voting and if there's cannabis on the ballot they're voting so <laughs> I, this is the reality like people need to wake up like you want votes you gotta like you gotta do what people want to see and like uh, uh being pro-choice is one way cannabis is another way a student debt is another way. I think we need to do a lot more on the student debt, you know, even like fixing it for the long term because we're bailing people out now, but there are new kids who are signing up for the debt today. Like what's going to happen to them? It's just uh, there's something wrong with that education system the way it is
1: now hundred percent. I just want to say, you know, when I ran for Congress, some of the hardest working campaign workers we hired were uh, marijuana enthusiasts that liked my position on uh, cannabis. And, you know, it's it's not just a good issue. It's not just the right thing to do, but it's a good way to have people show up and help you knock on doors. So uh, just the most pragmatic issue in the entire world. It's a mystery to me why we don't embrace it more.
0: Now, you talked about young people, too, running for office and the leaders of the Democratic Party. Uh, one of the most, uh, you know, like I, I like follow you on Twitter. I love your tweets. Uh, one of my most favorite people on Twitter that I follow is a young woman. Uh, and I think she's the future. She obviously is the future. I, I don't know. Just by saying that, you might know who I'm talking about. Who, AOC, who I'm going to guess. There we go. At AOC. Oh. Uh, you know i i was making my list the other day like who i would like my dream guest on this show oh am my like top three living people two men one was obama okay you know I mean right i mean I, just 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 to look at the guy i'm gonna i would apologize to obama for not voting for him uh, one time <laughs> you know like i like the guy i really do i like obama and I know some people are going to be crap for some of the things he did and in, in, in war and things like that. You know, you don't have to agree with everybody on everything, people. All right. Um, but like another one I wanted to I w- what was on my dream list is uh, just because I like their, you know, music and stance for so long was Eddie Vetter. I'd love to interview him. Ooh. and then AOC was on my list. Those are my top. I don't think any of them will ever happen. But if I think if any of them would happen, it would probably be AOC.
1: You know what? I, I think you could do AOC. She does do a too, lot actually. of smaller media. I mean, yeah, she I does. Know. Um, I I what I love about AOC is the integrity and the honesty and how just she's like they used to call Reagan the great communicator. I think AOC is our great communicator. She she breaks down issues like housing policy or Fed interest rates in ways that are just so clear and make the moral stakes so um just black and white what they are and you know not always even partisan like she's she's talking about issues that affect all of us on both the right and the left um i i really i'm gonna use a strong word here but i resent that nancy pelosi and a lot of the party leadership has not taken her up on her offers to help our party more with messaging because she's so damned good at it.
0: She's awesome. She is so, both with her tweets, which I feel is even harder. Like, I feel like sometimes the tweeting is even, like, people underestimate that. Um, You know, for me personally speaking, sometimes it's harder. She is good at both. She is so good. I mean, in those uh, congressional hearings when she's grilling people, oh my god she is amazing she is like i i'm really impressed with her i i hope that uh do you think she's going to run for president and when when can she actually run for president
1: i i hope so i think she needs to get a few more years on her uh just uh a little bit more experience i mean she's she's old enough now i believe to run but uh you know i i i hope she makes it to party leadership just as much because i think there's a lot of uh of good imagine if she had nancy
0: pelosi's uh
1: position oh my god Oh, oh, Mike, don't even say that. <laughs> she would oh, she did so much good. You know who I was thinking? I really See that, that That's day. what
0: we have to start yeah. focusing on. Is like uh, great things that are going to happen. 100%. Like she could actually, that could actually happen. AOC could actually end up being the house leader eventually. Oh my
1: God. I hope imagine that, that happens. That would be so good for our party. You know who I miss? This is going to be controversial. If you don't agree with me, you can let me know. But uh, I think Al Franken has, uh, I think he made some mistakes. I think he paid a price for it. A very serious price that plenty of other men did not. I miss Al Franken in the Senate. I want him to run again, because I think every time he was in a hearing, he was the clearest communicator about what we were trying to do. And I think he was an excellent senator. And, you know, I think that uh, I think that, uh, you know, when you make a mistake, you should be given the opportunity to atone for it and move on. And I think that's where we are with him. So I hope he runs again. And he
0: he did resign, didn't he? Uh, he was forced out. He was forced out yeah Some strange because like a- yeah. There's so many people who aren't forced off a way worse stuff. I agree. You know, if you read his book I don't even but, remember actually what he did. I know he did something weird sexually or something, like me too type deal, but
1: there yeah. were a lot of sexual uh, misconduct allegations, basically. Um yeah, my opinion, uh some of them were serious, right? They needed to be taken seriously. But uh you know, the the reality is if you read his book Giant of the Senate, you could see Chuck Schumer never really believed in him from the start. And I think that, that lack of uh, faith in him really came through when uh al needed a friend so there it is
0: he's still on tv too like i've seen him recently on tv and he's phenomenal you're right his podcast is great yeah he's a really good communicator yep he's funny too you know he's just he's a comedian i mean (laughs) he's like a Zelensky too right like Zelensky was a uh little bit of a comedian too wasn't he
1: absolutely yeah i think it's uh it, it makes you fast on your feet i mean well think about this mike if you ever ran for office you'd be uh pretty good too like all the years doing this show you're pretty quick on your feet too. that
0: will never happen <laughs> i thought about it at one point for like city council at cambridge when i lived there but no um... dude
1: i would send you a max donation that day if oh. you ran for office it's $1000 if you do decide to run call oh me i will be your messenger what,
0: what
1: yeah I, I you know
0: i don't know It'd be too much stuff that would come out people would be posting up all my screenshots and i'm a big mouth i couldn't handle that
1: you know what i think people like people with a bit of fire in them so yeah. that's just me
0: so um this uh, someone posted, I'm a single-issue voter. If you pressured Franken to resign, I won't support you. That was Patrick <laughs> McKernan. It goes Funny. a
1: little far for my taste, but I understand the sentiment.
0: Yeah, I understand it, too, even though, yeah, I agree. A little far. He also posts, GOP was supposedly dead in the wake of 2006, then the post-mortem after 2012. It's just the Trump party now.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know if you read that book, how the Republican Party uh, lost themselves and got everything they ever wanted, but uh, it was talking about this, uh, you know, basically how they uh, they lost themselves to Trumpism and got a, a ton of power, and it's it's absolutely true. Um, I think that, uh, I think we're up against a, a really dangerous enemy because they, they ultimately don't believe in anything except raw power, so there it is.
0: There it uh, where the Young Jerks. were are speaking to Brianna Wu. Uh, one of the last things i want to ask you about tonight is we we started with elon musk sort of actually after we did the January sixth thing but he posted he was like congratulating kanye west (laughs) on twitter welcome back to twitter kanye and then kanye threatens to kill jew jewish people like the next day or something like this is a nightmare uh you talked about this other clown Andrew, whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, what do you do about these people? Because they have so much pull. Like, what do you do? They're, what do you do about Kanye West now? What, what can we do anything? I mean, should we do anything? I mean, what I, mean, I just think it's like, I don't know.
1: I mean, I hate look, the guy.
0: I hate the guy. I really do. I, I do not like Kanye. I'm just going to put it out there. I, I'm not a Kanye fan. I think uh, what well, Obama um, said about him is so true at this point.
1: Uh, president obama called him a jackass which i think is uh neutral inaccurate <laughs> right. um so this is i i have two thoughts on this mike i'd love to know if you agree with me on this so at the kanye west of the world it's not just uh you know him literally threatening to kill a bunch of jewish people on twitter um soon after that you literally saw Uh, like attorney generals in the Republican party coming forward and like defending those comments. Um, I feel like his comments, it's not just about what Kanye says. It's if you don't take action on that, you're kind of uh, basically telling the public that threatening to kill Jewish people is okay. And I think that's just not a stance that we can have in a free society. Um, You know, it's clearly uh, against the terms of service. And I think that's the point that uh, you need to be banned from those services. Um, Something I do think a lot about is, I think, especially for younger people. I think that a lot of them get online, and they're keyboard warriors, and they're posting this and that, and I think that they make mistakes. And a letter I get very often uh, is people have participated in Gamergate, and they're looking back on their actions, and they're ashamed, and they grow up, and they write me to apologize. So I think I almost wish we could have a system where we, we could kind of give clemency after a certain amount of time for, for people as they kind of grow up and, and their opinions change and give them a second chance. But for someone like a Kanye in this case, I just, I, I think he's, he's crossed the line too many times and I think it's time to tell him to hit the trails.
0: And I feel like he should know better. Yeah. This is a guy with a huge influence huge power i always look at things like for me too and like and just other people i know you know there's some folks that i know who are very famous right now and i look at what they did before they were famous as being different than after like you because they have the knowledge you get so much more knowledge as you grow older and you have the experiences and i and i agree with you i think people should When I was 17, I was, I think I was a total, you know, loser besides sports activities. (laughs) Like I was not a good kid. You know, I, I was going down the wrong track and it wasn't for the good adults that it actually did invest in me. I probably would have, you know, stayed down that wrong track. So I think that, uh, environment means a lot to young people. And when they get exposed to a good environment and when they get exposed to good experiences, things can change for them. So I wish that for everyone. And I wish second chances and reform and all of that. But what do we do when it's Kanye West? Like, because, you know, Twitter's going to suspend him and then bring him back or ban him. And then he goes to Telegram or he goes to Parler or wherever, Gab. I don't know. He's going to end up somewhere. But the the truth is like that happened to Andrew
1: Tate, right? Andrew Tate got banned from the legitimate platforms and now he's over on rumble and he just doesn't get the views. Like there's no vector for his message to spread like there is over on the legitimate, uh, on the legitimate services. So I, I do think, I think that it's unfortunate that these platforms reward people for being more shocking, more outrageous, more out there, say the most shocking things that you can, the algorithm rewards you for that. And then inevitably you've hit a point where we need to step in and enforce the terms of service. So yeah.
0: isn't that weird? How yeah. They're, they're basically like, it's almost like they've given you a gun Yeah, with one bullet in it. And they're, they're saying, Oh, look at all the views every time you pull that trigger and, and the gun doesn't go off. Look at you. Oh, you're getting more views. Look at you. You're, And then the gun goes off and then they're like, Oh, you got to stop game over. It's yep. like, I don't, I, I don't know how we fix that. How do we fix that with Twitter and Facebook? You know, lies spread quicker than truth? Yeah. I mean, that's been my issue for a long time. The, the lies they spread, they get
1: more support than truth on these social media networks. People love to click on dirt. I mean, I can tell you from myself, it's like there's a alternate reality version of Brianna Wu that is a, a liar and a grifter and sent herself death threats during Gamergate and paid her husband money to review legal documents and and killed her own dog and uh you know blah, blah 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 and you know it's a it's a version out there that a lot of people believe about me right and then there's the real Brianna Wu that's a fairly nerdy 45 year old gamer woman who <laughs> is uh, obsessed with uh you playing Super Mario Brothers too so it's it's um I I think the ultimate answer is the incentives with these platforms are very, very geared towards their profit and maximizing the time that we spend there. But I don't think they're geared for what's healthy for the rest of us. And I think that it's like smoking. You know, eventually uh, these companies wouldn't do the right thing and we need regulation to step in, and take steps for uh, public health. And I think that's what we need.
0: Yeah. Uh, Patrick writes also a lot of lots of economic pressure on media yep. ends up promoting clickbait. It's so true. Yeah. Even like legitimate media, they end up with management that starts promoting the clickbait. I mean, cause that's the way they need their views and it's a brutal world now. it's, it's very difficult. Uh, Brianna, we've been up over an hour and it seemed like like 15 minutes. Cause we just I li- like so many good topics. I love talking with you.
1: With well, three years between us talking together, we take some time to catch up. So yeah, we need to catch up. Not three years again.
0: Yeah, no, definitely no. I want to have you as a regular, you know, guest on here. I think you. Uh, I would love lot that. It. Oh my god, awesome! And and let's. uh Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't touch tonight? Because you're you're all over Twitter on so many topics, and I'm just wondering if I'm missing anything good.
1: I, I just want to tell your listeners, get out there, make sure you vote in the midterms. Here in Mass, it it makes less of a difference, but my God, let's make sure we get Mara Healy in the governorship, and not deal. Uh, you know, we got to win this one. We saw what uh, uh, all these years of Baker did. It was not good for any of us. So uh, make sure all of us get out and vote and we don't take it for granted.
0: Yeah, if you like public transportation, I mean, look at the T right now. It's a mess. Oh, God. And that's
1: Dude, the Republic How can it be government. this bad? It's gotten worse every year I've lived in Massachusetts, and it sucked when I started living in Massachusetts. How has it gotten this bad? It's really awful. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> so get out and vote, people. Get out and vote. It's coming out. We're like a month away now.
1: It's I got a lot of money I get to get gotta get out to candidates today.
0: Who who's who are you supporting? Like who are the big campaigns that you want to see win right now?
1: You know, we are keeping for this race, we're keeping our cards very close to our chest. And we're gonna do money bomb towards the end. So stay uh, tuned on that.
0: Being strategic about
1: it. You're being strategic.
0: Are there any races people should kinda like uh be don't you know opening their money it's like massive massachusetts people want to support national races which ones would you kind of look at because uh, i'm like looking at number. georgia
1: warnock is excellent we've spent a lot of time uh, my pack down in georgia working on things um i gotta tell you you don't want herschel walker in the senate i feel oh really God. strongly about that and you know if you're looking for uh some fun uh i love nothing more than driving up to new hampshire on a weekend and doing a little canvassing where it matters
0: there you go and and people can also give to your your uh, pack
1: You can do that with uh, HelpTheRebellion.com. So, uh, you know, we donate to, uh, we tend to support very progressive candidates. And uh, one of the things, uh, I can can show my hand on this, but you're about to see a bunch of uh, YouTube celebrities come forward and uh, uh, with uh, um, a get-out-the-vote effort that we're going to be doing with uh, large data to uh, micro-target younger voters. Let them know what's in it for this election and make sure they get out there and vote
0: awesome and um in the future i I, since i'm thinking about this you know because you basically said you would fund my campaign which i'm not going to run by the way (laughs) but we have some great candidates on here and sometimes like there's certain ones where i might be like you know what that's a person we really want in office would, you know, should I send them your way and be like, you should give them a thousand bucks.
1: So uh, one of the things is Massachusetts is so messed up as yeah. far as our rules about packs being able to operate here that rebellion pack actually cannot legally operate in Massachusetts, oh, so. right. but I'm always happy to write people a, uh, a check. That's I that. gave Moo woo her thousand dollars and uh, they seem like a good candidate. Happy to help them out
0: awesome who do you give
1: a thousand to uh michelle wu she was oh great. michelle
0: wu for mayor yeah she was great yeah she's awesome i like her a lot all right well i i really appreciate your time brianna wu people can find you on twitter at brianna wu uh i i, I hope all your campaigns win and uh <laughs> hopefully next time we speak we'll be talking about uh a democratic congress maybe
1: fingers crossed shit
0: done and uh aoc getting more power I, I want to see aoc move up like she i agree like that woman
1: is a she's a phenomenal she's amazing yeah wish me a luck on my violent bivalent booster i just got that so hope oh, i'm dodging did. the uh side effects are oh, you feeling okay you got that today i'm feeling fine but it was, it's only been an hour so not enough time for uh anything so you bad came to from
0: that to do this this is I that's did. amazing I did. wow you're Excellent. a trooper. Did you tell them like I'm going to do a talk show next I actually gonna...
1: did because I had to cut ahead in line to uh, to make it here tonight.
0: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I'm doing mine this week too. So uh, hopefully you feel well.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, you gotta go walk those dogs. So uh, <laughs> you know stakes know, are a right? bit higher for you.
0: We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed in that
0: we'll talk soon, okay? Thank you, Brianna Wolf. We're the young jerks. We will see everyone later. Mike Crawford checking out. I want to thank everyone for listening, subscribing, especially on uh, Podcast Attic and Castro to uh, some of our new supporters and subscribers on there. We've been running some campaigns and we do see that we have a number of new subscribers. If you're listening for the first time, please subscribe wherever you're listening, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, but especially the podcast apps. We're getting a lot of traction there and we want to uh, continue to grow that. It helps us with the algorithms. It helps us get seen or heard by more folks on those apps. Uh, So please support that way. You can also support us with financial contributions as well. If you like our our work, you can kick in, you know, $1, $5, $10. There's a bunch of different ways to give. One is our Patreon. You can look look us up, the Young Jerks, on Patreon. You can become a patron. Uh, Another way is midnightmass.substack.com. And we also take contributions through anchor.fm slash the Young Jerks. That's one of those uh, podcast apps you can listen to us on. Uh, Please consider uh, monthly contributions if you can. It definitely does help us uh, reach a wider audience, helps us put this show in front of more people, helps us with the equipment costs and the other uh, monthly costs that we have for streaming. Again, I want to thank everyone for supporting this show. Mike Crawford, Young Jerks. And again, I want to just... Mentioned that we will be continuing to cover the moldy cannabis and the big cannabis uh, multi-state operators. That story is not over. We're all over it. Uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, definitely check out that last podcast we did with Danny. Great interview about Lorna uh, uh, Lona McMurray, the death of Lona McMurray. Uh, he was a coworker of hers. Great interview with Danny. A lot of information. I think everyone, who is involved in the cannabis industry needs to check out that interview. Uh, I noticed a lot of people have been listening to those podcasts on Lorna McMurray. And we're getting a lot of feedback nationally, California, from Florida. We've had a lot of phone calls recently and emails and messages. And we're also hearing just you know from the community itself that people are talking about this. It's having an effect finally. After five years plus of reporting, unfortunately it took Lorna to pass away. So we're going to keep on that story and we're going to keep on supporting Lorna's family and her friends. And we're going to keep Lorna's memory alive. So stay with us on that too. We're the Young Jerks. We will see you real soon. I'm not sure when the next show is, but it will be real soon. Check you guys next time. Thank you very much.